What's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of Dev and the Bear. Uh, today we're joined by Carlos Nava, looking ahead of for some boxing matches, potentially. Uh, your last one just got canceled. How's it going? It's going good. You know, staying active, busy, just waiting for opportunities to show up. Yeah, everything going well, though. Uh, yeah, you know, we're healthy and, you know, motivated. Always stay on, staying on the grind and just waiting for a fight date, you know? Yeah. Well, the last fight, you looked great. Uh, the body shots, I mean, that's, it's Mexican boxing at its finest. It was aggressive. <laughs> it was, it was relentless. It was really good. Thank you. I was really trying to go, like, body was, like, my main, uh, like, concern this fight. Like, because I didn't really go to body my first two fights. It's like, all right, I'm going to start working that body this time, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it only took... Was it two rounds? Yeah, two rounds. So, without giving away too much behind the scenes of like what goes on at, uh, over at your gym, um, so like is working the body like something that like uh, Coach Vasquez likes to kind of like implement into y'all's training? Yeah, yeah, he's really strong on going to the body. Mm-hmm. We train on that like every day, and most of the fighters there they like train with body shots. Okay. And I'm, I'm always getting hit to the body <laughs> over there, but he says that I need to like input that more in my style and like that's the reason why I started going there because like, more of that Mexican style you know yeah beat everything up mm-hmm. hey um <clears throat> what was I gonna ask you dude something something that we were talking about it's illegal in uh boxing fuck what was it oh uh so like there's this type of hold like in jujitsu and we talked about it there's a there's this guy named Sean Strickland uh was like rolling with this guy they were grappling he's grappling with some world jujitsu champion and shit and um so like you know how like sometimes you all tie up in boxing like someone usually has the underhook yeah is it illegal for you to kind of like whip into it if their arm is like under like kind of like like almost like you're trying to like snap their arm like mm, I s- it is illegal but yeah. like since like you're so like tied up yeah you i don't think it. The, yeah you can disguise it ref can't really see it <laughs> and not, some people like to put their weight on them yeah it's you know kind of like what uh fairy did to wilder yeah you put that yeah. weight on them the whole time the whole fight i think is why you got tired and some people like to like squeeze them up, yeah. squeeze your arms up, and like it just hurts you like right here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, whenever I get like clenched up like that, I like just rolling my shoulder and keeping that elbow in their face. So, like, yeah. If they come in and they gonna come into my elbow. Yeah. And so like I I know that's random of me to ask you that, but I've been like I've almost texted you that like asking because I've been like because I asked Zach I'm like I wonder if that's illegal in boxing, which I sure I'm sure it is, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it's very illegal because you could fuck yeah. somebody up. But yeah. if not illegal, I'm sure it's frowned upon. Yeah. yeah, that's that. I think that was somewhere along my response. Hey, we're here to make money, not make friends. <laughs> Fuck that shit. And, uh, yeah, what's it called, man? So uh, with your last fight, man, you you beat the shit out of that dude. Like it was uh, it was a one sided beating. It was pretty much it was a classic Carlos Nava fight. And so like kind of walk me through that. So uh, the first round started off, y'all were kind of going back and forth. He's kind of toying with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when are these fighters gonna stop like like gonna learn to stop trying to fuck with you in the fight? <laughs> like. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I was, he, he started at the weigh-ins, you know, like he blew me a kiss at, in, on the way on the face yeah. off, and that really kind of like put a fire in me. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm like the, the type to let my hands do the talking. Like, I don't really want to talk mess like right. at the conference or face off. So, you know, whenever we were in the ring and like they made his face off and touched gloves, like I could just see in his eyes, like he didn't want to be there no more, you know? Yeah. So, like, I knew his spirit was gone. So, whenever the first ball rang, like, I was just testing him out, you know, testing the waters. And 
you could tell he just wanted to just you know move around yeah so i started like throwing my shots pretty hard like the first round like all my shots were stiff the first round yeah like my jazz my hooks and i seen that his head was like like he was taking my my head shots pretty good you know yeah so all right you know the second round came and all right i must just go to the body this round so as soon as i hit that body that first time he went straight down so it was over after that yeah yeah, it was right there. I was like, I had my camera, and then he went down right in front of me. I was like, oh, all right. Take well, some pictures. We happened to be like, well, I got some pictures, too. And what happened to be right next, I guess it must have been your family. Do they do they get a VIP table over there? Yeah, they got yeah. one of the tables. And so I think we were, like, standing right next to them whenever I feel like it was a perfect spot for, like, all your for all your for the whole fight and so i was able to get like the body shot you dropped him with and then after that when the last body shot you dropped him with as well but yeah like he tried to do like some like kind of like some ollie footwork and shit <laughs> yeah. and uh zach was telling me because he went he was walking around the ring taking pictures that like the guy's corner was telling him, like dude like this isn't a street fight you have to box him yeah like, they were yelling at him like hey take it seriously cut that out and he just he wasn't doing it yeah he's a fucking killer stop like <laughs> so you gotta you gotta quit that shit but no nah, man so uh yeah like i remember watching that though i was like damn but like do you, do you think that they don't take you seriously like they just don't have enough to look at since you you're still kind of early in your career do you think that they just don't mm. know to take you seriously yet probably i, I, I probably don't look intimidating or <laughs> no nah, uh, probably because i'm just like a rookie or prospect coming yeah. up and they think like oh he's just gonna you know be average but like from what everybody tells me like they said that i don't look like the average fighters like that are usually like fighting they said that i have like something special or yeah potential to like take it as far as i want to take it you know yeah which i mean talking to you you're very humble very down to earth but you know what you're talking about and i mean i'm sure you goof around plenty mm -hmm. everybody does but everybody's got to but you're very focused when it comes to boxing and when you're in the ring it shows uh so yeah i th i I was kind of confused by it whenever he like early on when he was doing it you know you've mm -hmm. got to fill people out you got to see what you can do yeah. but then he was doing it in the second round and he was doing like he was saying the ollie footwork thing and then he like tried to put his hands down and move his head around mm -hmm. and dodge your hits and, and he got dropped like right after he did that shit because <laughs> <laughs> he well he did it and whenever he leaned back he missed one of your punches just barely uh but he backed himself into a corner that way and it's like yeah man, what do you what do you think you're doing yeah, I don't know what their their game plan was, but there's some, there was some punches that were like he was trying to play like he he wasn't like ready to throw it, but then he actually threw it pretty hard and like I felt some like just slide off my glove and like I didn't want to get hit with that, so like, I yeah. usually was keep my hands up. I usually have my hands out sometimes, but this time like I was like all right, I don't want one shot to hurt me, you know. Yeah. And then um, I think it was after that first knockdown, I kind of seen that. That he his whole uh, air intake or his solar plex like, or his liver was still kind of hurt. It's so contracted. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't like get his full fully energy breathe. back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. fully breathe. And so when I trapped him on that rope, uh, I was letting them headshots go, and then finally I seen this one opening to that solar plex, and then it caught it, and that's when it kind of just took him down. It's real solid work. Though. Yeah, no, it was. It was nice, man. So like when it comes to that, like. Would you say that, um, I mean, because all around you're very offensive, but, like, when it comes to your defense, like, how how strong, how much are you big on, like, perfecting that? I think I'm pretty big on defense. Like, yeah. in the amateurs, I was more defense than offense. And yeah. I told myself in the pros I wanted to 
have more offense as much as I have defense. You know? Yeah, match the intensity as well. Yeah, yeah. But when I have to, I will definitely bring up my defense side more. You know, and you know, shoulder roll and move out the way, get out, get out of you know harm's way. Like kind of like Mayweather. Like I want, I don't want to take so much damage and mm-hmm. you know come out the game with like head damage and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. No, yeah, no, that shit's rough because like you know we talked about Mickey Ward, mm-hmm. uh, former pro boxer. He's like he has CTE. He's talked about it, and but he's like took a lot of shots. Like he, uh, he really rarely ever covered up like his head. Yeah. Like his, he's known for going to what's going to war with people. Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah. I think we had talked about his fights with Arturo Gatti. Like if you have a time to go back and watch those, like those guys do. There's a reason why. Like those dudes like have had brain damages because they just they threw caution to the wind, just went out there and threw down. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it's kind of cool though watching that. There's kind of the change in pace with boxing though guys are also they're being offensive they're also being like there's strong defense now you know mm-hmm. you somebody like Durante davis he doesn't really get hit that much like when he does get hit he gets hit clean yeah but he's his his defense matches his offense as well mm-hmm. you know and so yeah and then using defense as offense um montana love in his last fight mm-hmm. his counter striking was awesome and that's the I'm blanking on the name of the guy he fought. He's a Russian former champion. Um, but anytime that guy would throw something, Montana Love was just out of reach and then mm-hmm. popped him. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, the game's definitely growing again in boxing. Um, and I think you're kind of right there. You're kind of riding that wave, too. <laughs> you're one of the people changing it. I'm trying to... Uh, what's it called? I'm trying to display, like my own I would say art of boxing you know just yeah. I'm trying not to be a, I'm not trying to be a runner or always on defense I want to also like attack you know attack counter attack and then move out the way I don't want to stay in the pocket too long but if I see he's hurt then okay I'm gonna let all my punches go like I told my dad he was one of my biggest critics so that's why he was like you did good but at the end you kind of opened up and I had seen where I opened up you know like, yeah. that's, but that's when I knew he was still hurt though yeah. so but he's right. Like someone like that was a, a higher level than this guy, he probably would have faked being hurt and then just yeah, came back with the Yeah, I was gonna say one. there's a fight, Sam Stout and Pizzo. 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 There's uh, a there's a fight in the UFC pretty er- a long time ago, um, but one of them gets hit with a body shot and he like ducks down real quick, backs up, and as the guy runs in there, he just pops him with mm-hmm. overhand and puts him down. I think he broke a rib. He, yeah. He was like legit hurt. Like he wasn't even faking it. No. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, he, he uh, what's it called? The dude ran in with him uh, towards him with his hands down and just got fucking his, his you saw his jaw just go to the other side. Ugh. He falls down, he's out, and then he wakes up. He's like, I'm good. They're like, no, you're not. And then <laughs> he's like, but look at him. And the guy who knocked him out's on the ground. They're like, I think you broke a rib. Like, it was, uh, it was wild, man. Yeah, and, it's, it's definitely one of those things where, like, yeah, he was hurt. But if you have your hands down, mm-hmm. all it takes is one that you don't see coming. Um, those are always the ones that put people to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, speaking of people getting put to sleep, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, third fight. Um, we talked about it a second ago, and I definitely mm-hmm. agree with what you said. I do think Tyson Fury's game plan was let Wilder throw his heavy punches and then kind of be in his face, lean on him, make him carry your weight, mm-hmm. make him have to make it gritty without having to put out too much energy, without having to exert too much. Mm-hmm. That way in the later rounds you can put him to sleep, and that's exactly what he did. What did you think of the fight? I thought it was an exciting fight. Probably one of the best heavyweight fights in a while. Yeah. I think Wilder did, like, he put most of his, probably put all of his uh, energy and 
his uh how would you call that um his guts on the line you know yeah like he just stayed on it you know but it wasn't enough to outclass tyson yeah he was just too uh, high class you know too much iq boxing iq and he was just too smart with it there were shots that kind of hurt tyson but he took him easy i think you know yeah what'd you think of uh when tyson got knocked down everybody's calling it the slow count Um, oh yeah i've seen that yeah i've seen that too what do you think about that? I, I, me personally, I think it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Tyson Fury was fine, so he was just waiting for the ref to get to wherever he was getting, and he was going to get up. Uh, I think, in my opinion, I think that that knockdown was like, was just like behind like money. Like I think he wasn't really hurt, you know, just yeah. to make it exciting, you know. Yeah. But I think the knockdown on Wilder, I think that really hurt him though. That one was r- real, you know. Because he went down kind of slow. Like, yeah, he, he was, like, trying to catch was, his foot. He was out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, because um, that's what I talked about with Zach was, because a lot of people were complaining about the slow count. And so, like, uh, well, I, and one of the things I said is, like, I don't know the rules of boxing, mm-hmm. like, the official rules. And so, because uh, I know whenever you knock somebody down, you have to get to a corner. Yeah, the white and, corner. Yeah, and so you get to you get to the corner. And then, uh, but Deontay Wilder left the corner, started walking around. So the referee stopped to tell him, where do you get back to the corner? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that's why it seems like a slow count is because, Deontay couldn't just stay in the corner. If that mm-hmm. would happen, then he could have easily. Then Tyson probably was still had his cage rattled a little bit. Then yeah. he had to get up, and then I was like, "But Deontay walked out of the corner. That's why they stopped the count for that." Yeah, there's a rule where you gotta go to that corner and stay there. Like, and if you don't, if you mm-hmm. move, then the ref can like talk to you or like. Yeah. He won't start counting until you get in that corner. Oh, okay. So it's it's normal for them to stop the count like that. Okay. Yeah, because if like that's why I go straight to that white corner whenever someone yeah. gets yeah. locked down, I go straight to that corner. And at that level, that's something Wilder knows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's I know. I know that was something that a lot of people were freaking out about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, I don't even if, even if it was a slow count, Fury was fine. It's not his fault the ref yeah. took a while to count. He was fine. You mm-hmm. can see it when he sits up. He actually never even really went down. He took a knee, so he rolled over and just sat there. Because yeah. he's like, well, they're going to have to count yeah. anyway. So, you know, <laughs> that old he man. He had his legs. I think yeah. Wilder lost his legs like the 10th fight. I mean, the 10th, 10th, 10th round. Yeah. yeah. Ninth round. He was wobbly, man. Yeah, he he was, just... It was bad. Uh, I just want to tell Zach is... Uh, there's this guy I was watching on YouTube who was breaking down Wilder, and he would constantly reset with his right foot, mm-hmm. like the way he with his lead foot, he would always reset with it. And uh, Tyson caught the read, and um, but because Deontay was doing a good job working the body, and that's yeah. it was like it was smart of him to do so. And I was like, damn, I expected him to try to go out there and get the knockout like he always does, because he always gets fucking good knockouts. Yeah, and mm-hmm. but it seemed like the second he got dropped, though, it's just like all that training he's put in for the past year just went out the window, like all that, all the fundamental because. Where uh, Deontay lacks in the fundamentals of boxing, he makes up for in his power, mm-hmm. and that's why he's able to do it. Because sometimes some of the punches he throws, dude, are kind of ugly. Like they're not yeah. the most technical, but they work for him because it's Deontay Wilder, you yeah. know. Uh, and so, uh, but it was like the second he got dropped, it was more like he was like, "I have to get this guy out of here," and right. he was just so it focused. Was in his head, yeah. yeah, it just it fucked with him too much, and uh, it got in his head and. He just, uh, like, you saw a lot. He was crossing his feet a lot. He was dropping his hands a lot and mm. stuff. And it's like, man, like, it's it's Fury's fight now, you know? Mm. That's like day one stuff that you get told, never cross your feet, yeah. ever, for any reason. He kind of got unfocused, you know, once he got knocked down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I feel like it was a great fight. Um, maybe we, a lot of people didn't see Fury getting the knockout. But I think a lot of people saw Fury winning. Um, mm-hmm. 
However, Anthony Joshua and uh, Ushik, blinking on his first name, Alexander, Alexander yeah. Ushik. Did you watch that fight? Yeah, I watched that fight. Uh-huh. That was a pretty good fight, too. Yeah, that was a good fight. Um, yeah. But, man, does it mess up everybody's fantasy fight of Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Yeah. Um, are you excited to watch Ushik and Fury fight? Do you think they fight? I think they do. I think they do, yeah. I got uh, Usyk outboxing him. Like, just, like, he being looked faster. Good. Yeah. He looked real good. He looked athletic. Um I don't think he'll let uh, Fury, like, wrap him up, you know? I think yeah. he'll stay moving. That'd be a good fight. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are saying now Wilder and Joshua should fight. I feel like that would be a pretty interesting fight. I feel like that's a fight I've wanted for a long time. Yeah, that'd be exciting. Because um, Anthony Joshua's got great um, technique. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty well-rounded as a boxer. And Wilder makes you make mistakes because you have to worry so much about his power that's kind of what he relies on. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I saw that people were, whenever they were talking about the fight with Joshua and Ushik, is that Ushik made Joshua make mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing was he kept ducking. He would faint the duck, and then Joshua would kind of duck down with him. And it was like, okay, well, now Ushik's got him at his reach. So he just faked him into taking his reach mm-hmm. advantage away, and now Ushik can capitalize on that. And that's how he landed so many of his heavy shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do that against Wilder, you're going to get knocked out. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to be an inter- interesting fight, too, if it does happen. I want to see if, uh, Wilder fight Ruiz. That would be good. That'd I think, good I think that'd too. be a really fun fight. And those two guys would just throw down. <clears throat> and so. Especially now <clears throat> that Ruiz is like in a completely different physical shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very interesting. You see his tattoos? He's like yeah, covered in tattoos. I've now. seen that. <laughs> he, he got that money, man. He said, yeah. I'm going to cover myself. He's like, I ain't going broke anytime soon. <laughs> he tattooed my neck. Fuck it. And so there was some UFC fighter. Uh, his name was Hanado Moicano. And um, like he was uh, he was always really good. But then something like is obvious at the weight cut because MMA weight cuts are pretty dangerous. And they just, the guys don't really do it right. And. Mm-hmm. He, um, the weight cut got to him, and so he decides to go up to 155 beforehand, though he's already on losing streak. And, like, you can make money in other promotions, but you won't make as much money if you're not fighting for the UFC or for one championship. And then this dude comes out, fucking neck is just blasted with a tattoo. And I was like, this motherfucker better win this fight. And I think he got knocked out. And I was like, god damn it. He did. Yeah. And I was like, shit, man. But, I don't know. Tattoos are dope, though. I fuck with them, but. We, uh,. So know that you went to the Fury fights recently. It was, uh, yeah. was your first MMA event? My first, yeah. That's what you think? I thought it was brutal. <laughs> it was way worse than boxing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely different. Um, mm-hmm. I, I we've I mean, we've gone to a lot of MMA events, but so far all the boxing events we've gone to have been really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not disappointed at all. Uh, we've said it several times on the show. Uh, but the first fight we went to yours, uh, we saw of yours, um, those fights were better than the MMA fights that night. Um, and that was like Adesanya and Vittori. So yeah. that was supposed to like a highly anticipated fight mm-hmm. and it just wasn't very good. Mm. So, I mean. You watch anime? Anime? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah Adesanya is like really big. He's a fighter. He's huge in anime. Like he's got like the nine tails from, um from naruto tattooed on his stomach and he had what else does he have around it um i don't remember he's got he's got a bunch of naruto tattoos i know that he has two cars 
And both of yeah. them are designed after Naruto characters. It's got <laughs> their names on the license plate. He has a McLaren 357, and he got that because there's 357 episodes of Naruto. It's been a... And it's all, it's like fucking decked out. It's orange and has like a blue, yeah. like a hood, I think. And uh, he's like, I only got that car specifically made for me because of how many episodes of Naruto there are. He's a huge fucking weeb, dude. <laughs> I think it's crazy. But what kind of anime you watch? I like. Dragon Ball Z. What's the I next like, one? Uh, this other one. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> people have been putting me on a lot of new ones that I've been recently watching. You ever and heard of Megalobox? Not to put you off, off uh, thought. It's a boxing anime. For real? It's pretty good. I haven't heard of it. Uh, Baki's cool. You ever heard Baki? of Baki? Yeah, I heard Baki. Yeah. I actually watched one of this one. When you Baki's real good. Yeah, I really like Baki. Um, the, the, one of the boxers from... Your last fight, Chaz, mm-hmm. um, Chaz Harrison, Harrison, Harrison. I'm blanking on the last name. I'm so sorry, Chaz. Uh, but he uh, he's actually a really big fan of anime too. Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z and Baki are two of his favorites. Um, Baki's awesome. <laughs> Definitely get into it, man. You watch One Punch Man? Uh, no, but I heard about it. It's pretty dope. I'm trying to be One Punch Man? <laughs> I would want to. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> But yeah, nah, that dude Chaz was cool though. Uh, where, where does he train out of? Um, I'm blanking on Savannah, the Savannah boxing gym. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know you talking about. Actually, uh, him and the other guy, they were pro debuts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had offered them uh, a fight, my last fight. I offered both of them, Bisa and the Asa, and they both said no. Really, really. Yeah. You're a dangerous man, Carlos. <laughs> People are ducking you already, no, man. No one wants to take a shot, you know? Just... Man, Chaz is nice. Don't beat up Chaz, dude. Fuck. <laughs> he's a character, man. He's been cool to talk to. Um, but yeah, so I think he kind of, like, he really likes Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying he models himself after Vegeta, but Chaz is jacked like yeah, he, Vegeta. He's cut. Mm. Um would you ever try to, if you were to pick a, a Dragon Ball Z character, who would you model yourself after? That's why I done my hair blowing. Oh, okay. Super Saiyan? Super Saiyan mode, yeah. Going through some phases right now. <laughs> Going through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's what, um, but yeah, no, that's what, uh, what's it called? I mean, we grew up watching that too, but I, like, Zach, you watches a lot more anime than I do. Because, like, I try to get into, like, older ones, like Cowboy Bebop and, and like, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Like, those came out in, like, the late 90s and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I've always thought those were pretty dope. Yeah, you should check out Megalobox. Megalobox? Um, I've watched a little bit of it. I had my friend Garrett Fool, shout out to Garrett, always always telling me animes to watch. Um, and he told me about that one. He was like, yeah, this one's really good if you like, you know, combat sports. Watch it. And I did. It's from, I think it started in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um but it's really good. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix or something. I'll send you some stuff for it. It's really fun to watch. Um, but yeah, so you watch Squid Game yet? Mm, no, but my fiance tried to get me into it. She got into it, but I was like, "There's no point." Like, dude, it's fucking. It's pretty good though, man. You should check it out. I need to. Yeah, I'll probably check it out today. I, I binge. I binged it in like a day. For real? Yeah, like <laughs> legit. I was like, I'm a fucking loser. I just sat down and watched the entire se- uh, season. And I don't know. I've been I've been binging a lot of TV shows, and that's all I've been talking about with Zach lately. Like I was like, oh yeah, Shameless season eleven. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like Shameless is good, man. But yeah, 
but what what else like what else are you into besides anime like when it comes to like tv and stuff like you're you're a busy fucking person like mm. i know you're very busy so it's like would you do you ever have time to like watch movies or anything like that yeah like decompress uh yeah my my uh fiance she usually uh helps me do that she's like let's watch a movie or let's watch a show on netflix mm-hmm. like, okay you know and i just relax and a lot of uh yeah, like the, um those mowers outside <laughs> A lot of those documentary, you know, shows and movies yeah. on Netflix. I like those a lot. You know, like those um, people that kill people, you know? Yeah. It's just interesting, you know, and what else? I like looking at old fights, you know, like yeah. looking back at old legends in the boxing game. Yeah. Try to study them. That's how I do my homework. I just see what they did wrong or what I could do better than them and also, like, try to pick different fighters and get that style and get a piece over here and put it in my like arsenal you know yeah did you uh watch evander holyfield's last fight yeah i did yeah Mm -hmm. what was your thoughts on that uh i just i thought he was just too uh slow old old, you know yeah yeah i hate to say it yeah that's that's all it was he's just too old should have been in there doing that (laughs) i don't know who sanctioned that fight but it was like frustrating watching actually no one sanctioned it yeah yeah they lied about it nobody they were supposed to all be exhibition fights and none of them were exhibition fights so yeah the thing is is what what happened was is the uh promotion trailer because they'd run a sketchy ass thing and they just um like promotion is they they advertise it as pro fights and so what really happened was it was all exhibition fights and they lied to the audience they lied to the commission because they no one is going to clear Vander Holyfield to fight like cuz he's mm-hmm. tried to come back in 2011 and 2014 both time he couldn't get the clearance and um that's how they were able to get him to fight was saying it was an exhibition fight but in reality it was really uh well, these guys are going to go were, in there and knock each other yeah, out. Yeah, it was it was actually like they they were advertising as a pro fight, but they were lying about it, and it's like a, it can cause a big they can lose a promoter's license for doing that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it was pretty sad to watch, and, and like Vitor yeah. Belfort was all hyped about it. And yeah. I'm like you're jacked on steroids, and you just beat up this old man. Do you know you much about Vitor Belfort? No, I don't. He's a old old UFC fighter. Um, early in his career, that he was an animal. Um, and he still kind of was in the middle. Uh, he started kind of falling down mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, he just got in the most, <laughs> the best shape of his life and just started tearing through people. A lot of his knockouts were head kick knockouts at the time. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just like, where is this coming from? And then, uh, he tore it, someone's retina with a fucking head kick. For real? Yeah. yeah like that guy lost his eye because of it. That sucks. Um, he was on a juice. Oh yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> real a, bad. This is before and after, like juice. Then and then when he had to get off of it because mm. they banned TRT and fighting. It just like it was. It's nuts. Or this is a better picture because it shows that it just aged him getting off the extra testosterone. Mm-hmm. And you should remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's him. He was he was very aggressive back in the day, and that's never gone away. Oh, and his the, aggression like is natural. Yeah, he's just a very aggressive fighter. So once he gets going, he doesn't stop, and he's always been that way. And that picture was a year apart, like oh. yeah, it just it took a took. He, he was already in his early forties, whenever he had to get off of it, and that's when your testosterone t- like begins to decline. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like Zach was saying, like he's a naturally aggressive fighter. Like that dude had a twenty second knockout. Like he was, he was nineteen years old whenever he won the first UFC, like one of the first UFC tournaments. Oh. Like he was, he was, he was on some shit back in the day too. Yeah. He had yeah. to have been. Yeah, everybody was. He um, was a tank back then too because he was fighting at light heavyweight. Yeah, um, he fought Randy Couture. You know Randy Couture? 
Mm. Um, he's he's been in like movies and stuff. Did you see the Expendables movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like he was one of the white dudes in it. Um, he was the heavyweight champion. He was a light heavyweight champion, and then Vitor came in there as like a twenty year old, twenty one year old, and knocked him out. <laughs> and it was uh, what's that? But he. He like he had like Zach said he had a natural aggression, but once he um, had to get off TRT, like you saw like he would have it for two minutes and it would just dump, and then he just like he would completely lose all energy. He was really really susceptible to getting knocked out after that. Like yeah. anytime he got touched, it would just it would hurt him. He would like flop almost. Did you ever see the Anderson Silva knockout where he throws the front kick? Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. Vitor getting knocked out. Yeah. Um, which I, everybody acted like it was crazy. That was the first time we had seen a legitimate front kick knockout. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been doing that forever. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I was just a hater, though. I, I couldn't stand Anderson Silva. Uh, so when everybody was hyped about his front kick knockout, I was like, go watch a Muay Thai fight. You see it all the time. Yeah, no, that's, um, but yeah, no, that shit, I don't know. They shouldn't let that fight happen, dude. Yeah. And, but yeah, they. Um, I didn't know though. After like looking into it, that Evander's failed multiple like, like a, like a, like pretty much health exams to mm-hmm. be come back because he's wanted to come back to boxing, and like he did an interview even a couple of years ago with Joe Rogan and hearing him talk like you could hear in his voice that it's starting to catch up all the head trauma, yeah. and he's just getting older and he's starting to slur a lot and stuff. But I mean that dude is a heavyweight boxer. Like there's no way you can get out of that weight class for doing as long as he did without something following you, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was like, whenever I found out he's fighting Vitor, I was like, fuck, dude. Like, that's not even fair. But they're actually going to book Vitor Belfort and um, Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, that was the original fight. And Oscar De La Hoya pulled out because of COVID? Yeah, he he got COVID, yeah. And I don't know, man. After watching that, I think Vitor's got like 40 pounds on him. Yeah, Oscar would not have looked good. Oscar would have beat? Yeah. Hmm. And it's hard to say too though because Oscar has just always been good even whenever like his decline in his career he was still Oscar De La Hoya mm-hmm. but like just years of partying and fucking coke catch up to you after that like look at uh, Nick Diaz the guy who just came back he was a like a real well known UFC fighter he took a he was off for like six years and all he did he trained but he also partied hard and was just mm-hmm. like he, he I mean he, he smoked weed which is I mean it, it really didn't do that much but he was drinking like every fucking week like he was like TMZ would catch him out at a bar he comes into this fight and then he's like a body shot and he didn't react well to it at all like the dude punched him right in the liver I'm like yeah that shit fucking caught up dude like you can't you can't live that lifestyle and expect to still be at the top you know yeah and so yeah so what you got next Carlos going on now now that you got you have opponent issues right now mm-hmm. um everything going as planned or you're trying to figure that out mm, october 22 i was hoping to go out san antonio and you know get the four now but some trouble came up you know this they're saying my uh sparring partner got hurt or no my uh opponent got hurt in sparring so he got out so now there's this new opponent from san antonio and they want me to come out and be B-side to fight them. So that's how it's looking. So it's about if I want to take that risk or they offer me another fight in Louisiana where it's going to be like a private show and, you know, just... Like Squid Game. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. come in and I can't have, like, any, like, of my people there, which kind of sucks, you know, just... Yeah. yeah. 
but if it's just to go in, get a win and get out, you know, it's just business, you know. Yeah. Add a four to my record. Really trying to finish off, finish off the year with a six and zero. Oh. Ooh, um, you can do it. That's my goal. I mean, I'm trying to do it. I want to get this fight, and then one November, and then of course that Etiquette in December fourth. Yep. So it's possible. How easy is it to get your pro, your uh, pro boxing license? Uh, I wouldn't say easy, but how 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 did you obtain that license? Like, as in, like, just to get it, the yep. papers and stuff. It just had to go through blood work and stuff like that, and past medicals. Pretty much that's it. You, I can fight you twice if you want. <laughs> you gotta share some bread. a little bit of that bread with me though, because I'm about to get my ass whooped. <laughs> get you six and zero, oh, dude. Fuck it. We'll make it somewhat exciting. But I'm not in no rush to, you know, go and San Antonio and be yeah. You know, I'm just I'm not in no rush. I want to take my time. You know, it's all God's plan. So hopefully next year we get it popping and you know end up on top rank or yeah. showtime or some pbc yeah i mean considering also like you debuted in june right mm-hmm. that was your debut so considering that like within by the, the end of this year you want to have six fights next year i mean you're entering you know you're still pretty much like you haven't even been a, a pro for a full year mm. and it's just like you're starting off you're fresh you know you have all those uh, all this extra time now to make more fights happen mm-hmm. so i mean it's just it's more so just like a patience game, really. Yeah, yeah, and staying ready, you know. Yeah. If, if I stay ready, I don't got to get ready. And so, yeah. like, how, so how do how do you like as a as a pro, uh, com- uh, competing at a pro level, like stay ready? Uh, well, of course, you know, you got your uh, strength and conditioning. You got your, you know, your craft, which is like can be boxing, Muay Thai, or whatever your craft is. You know, yeah. doing that every day just to like develop your skills better, and you know, practice makes perfect. You know. You're right. And on top of that, the extra work, you know, like core work, abs, you know, tightening your body, just staying like that every day. Then when something comes up, then you can just take it, you know? Yeah. And um, so I also noticed that you have been starting to post that you were doing private lessons. Are you still doing that? Yeah, I'm still doing private lessons. And so if somebody mm-hmm. was interested in reaching out to you for those, like, how could they go about that? Oh, they can just reach me to any of my platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Okay, cool, cool. At uh, He Dreams Boxing with two X's. Cool. And you just hit me up and we'll plan something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like uh, you like training people? Yeah, I like training people. I mean, I don't really do it for the money because, I mean, I got some sponsors that kind of, like, would set me up, like, my opponents and stuff that actually, like, put, like, thousands just to set me up, you know? So I'm not really in it for the money. More like... I wanted to teach other people like my craft and like what I know, you know. Yeah. So with uh, with since you've been doing, it, has it been pretty consistent with you doing privates and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I do it low key. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of fighters actually that are amateurs, and I train them low key, and it's paying off because I see them winning. Yeah, you know, just for sure. Passing them the same IQ as mine, you know. And then, like, good. has like coaching kind of brought you a different aspect of the sport since you're also still competing? Like, yeah. you see things differently. Yeah, I see things different, like in a lot of different ways. I see it like in like. And the amateurs, people look at that like, oh, like he's trying to help, you know, the younger generations and the kids. And, like, that's a plus on my side, too, you know. Not only that, but, like, I get to see some kid try to make a dream that I didn't make come true, like go to the Olympic team or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just a learning experience for both of y'all as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then also, like, there's sometimes where, like, I'll tell them to do a couple things and I'll be like, damn, like, I got to like work on that too as well as for Minecraft you know? yeah because mm-hmm. you see something it's like they do something a certain way it's like I kind of do it like that too yeah so that I up. gotta fix it too and yeah um, yeah that made me think of a question which made me think of a also an interesting question I was gonna say uh, 
if the time ever came and one of these guys that you used to work with, mm-hmm. you used to train, came up and you had to box them, would you? I would. Yeah, okay. I would. You think it'd be fun? I think, think I think it'd be fun. I think so, too. Do you, so, that my next question was going to be, because right now in the welterweight division in the UFC, there's two guys that it's just like, they have to fight. Like, it, where they're at in the rankings... And the title shot picture, like, they, it just, if they fought, it would clear so much up. Yeah. But they're teammates, so they don't want to fight each other, and they're not going to. Um, what is your, th- what are your thoughts on fighting teammates? Uh, I don't know, because it depends how long you've been training with them. If it's, if you got, like, years with them, then I would consider that, like, as a, f- like, kind of like family, you know, like, in yeah. a circle, so I... I probably wouldn't, because once you're up there and you get the money, you can easily get that, like, resolved, and, you know? Yeah, you can go some, you can, you you can just, always find another yeah, opponent. you can just, you know, go to the side, and, so, no, I, I wouldn't, if I had a teammate like that, I wouldn't, I would just keep that fight not from happening, you know, I just, like, you know, you say in this route, I say my own route, and we we'll just push each other. Yeah. What if, what if it's a vacant belt, and you're both having <laughs> like a like I'm not trying to, like, yeah, yeah. push and pry, I just, I'm curious, because me personally, I'm like, I'm... It'd be fun. I think it'd be more fun to fight someone I know I can sit and joke with. And yeah. Also, like the position that, that those guys are in, because it happens a lot. Like with Brazilians, they don't fight each other. They mm-hmm. don't like to fight each other because their 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 nation doesn't like it. But like you know, with us in the U.S., like we don't give a shit. We're like, fuck <laughs> yeah. it. And so like, um, and so like this guy's name is Gilbert Burns, and his best friend is Vicente Luque. He trains with Vicente Luque, mm-hmm. and like. I think Gilbert Burns is number four and Vicente's number five. Mm. And with how the welterweight picture is looking, uh, one and two are about to fight each other. Uh, three and four are about to fight each other. Or no, is, is that? Is four? No, uh, I think he's six now. Yeah. So three and six are about to fight each other. So three, so four and five are just kind of like there. But and both like, of them, Vicente Luque has for sure earned a title shot. Gilbert Burns just had one, and then he's come back with another win mm-hmm. over a top contender, what used to be number five. Yeah. So it's like both of them are right there for another title shot, and it's mm-hmm. like. And they're like, no, we won't fight each other. Yeah, and everybody else already has fights, so it's like, well, who are you gonna fight? There's no one here. Well, me personally, if I was like, you know, going for my championship, I would be like, like fuck it, you know, like we have to, cause, cause like if you're in my way of my belt, then. Yeah. You know, just. And I think, again, this is just my mindset. I, like, both of y'all see it that way. Mm-hmm. It, it, should be, it should be more fun. Mm. I feel like it'd be a little bit relieving because now you don't have to be like, I don't know how this guy's going to act. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can both just be like, no, nah, it's going to be fun because yeah. we, both, we both want the same thing. Mm-hmm. And even though we're teammates, it's an individual sport at the end mm-hmm. of the day. You yeah, know, they're, they're they, not in there to fight it for you. Yeah, yeah and they so, should respect you enough to know that they don't want to, like, Mm-hmm. slow down your your path there by saying no mm-hmm. and vice versa so i don't know that's just how i see it. i'd be like yeah yeah, yeah like i told it would be fun not only that but like it probably brings in more money you know like on the outside yeah here. yeah so hype things up mm-hmm. like i told i told zach i was like if we were like at that level and it's like hey you're like y'all it's a fight each other uh, i told him i would fucking fight you like it <laughs> You got, you got, if you want to be the best in the world, it is what it is. I was like, and you know, if you lose, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you still got to support, you're going to support your guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like, you'll probably see him at the gym, like, hey, motherfucker, <laughs> you know, talk a little bit of shit, but it is what it is. Like, um, you just got to come back better from it. Like, cause there's been guys like John Jones. Have you ever heard, have you heard of John Jones? Mm. Good. Uh, piece of shit. And so, um, he, he really is, though. <laughs> and so, 
uh, John Jones, whenever he was come up and coming, he was about he was just, he his teammate was fighting for the title. Rashad Evans, Rashad Evans gets injured. They offer it to John Jones, so John Jones takes it. And their teammates they are really close. And um, Rashad Evans got upset that he took the fight, and he's like, "Well, I mean, they kind of put me on the spot." It was on pay per view when they offered him the fight. Like he just beat up some guy. They're like, "Hey, your teammate's out, so we're offering you right now. Do you want the fight?" And it's like on pay per view, millions of people are watching, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I'll take it." And it's like he kind of pressured him into it, but after that, uh, after he got the title, um, John Jones and Rashad Evans had a fight, and it just created a big falling out. Rashad Evans had to leave gyms, actually ended up moving out of the state to a different state to find another gym. And um, the Rashad Evans career never really like recovered after that because he just couldn't like his the guys that the guys that he coached like they were like they they were his coaches like they knew him best, and mm-hmm. so he tried other gyms, but. Eventually, like he's he kind of his career kind of went downhill, and then he ended up coaching himself. And then I think that he just found out that he liked coaching more than fighting mm. and stuff. So yeah, yeah. but that's like a rare case when you see yeah. that shit happen. Yeah, uh, again, I'm not like trying to pry or push. I was just curious how you see that. I know everybody sees it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like I think we had asked uh, some of the guys from Metro that, and they're like, "No, we're teammates. We don't fight each other." It just brings too much drama to the gym. There's no need for it. So I get it. But again, just I know it's my own mindset. It's like I don't see why there has to be drama. You know, we're always chilling anyway. So Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got to do. You ever do smokers? Smokers. Can I legally ask you that? Can can I? Um, what's it called? Not that kind of smoker. Um, <laughs> like uh, so, smokers happen in like MMA gyms. They'll usually get fighters who are like have like fights coming up, or like they have like they're pretty much guys that are like trying to become trying to become like an amateur fighter, amateur licensed amateur fighter. So they'll like gyms will hold smokers to make a little bit of money. So they'll charge guys to come in, and if you want to fight, you have to pay, right? Yeah. Usually, and, you pay for your spot. You sign a waiver. This is just a way for you to get experience before actually going in there and fighting as an amateur fighter. And it's like 80 to 100% like full force. Like you're actually fighting this person. Mm. Like have you ever heard of boxing gyms doing that? Like, you know, like doing like almost like an underground fight almost? Never heard of that. No? No. Yeah, MMA's a little trashy, I know. (laughs) But yeah, no. Well, yeah, man, we'll go ahead and close this one out. You got any... uh, Shout outs or call outs or anything? Mm. No, but I have a question for y'all. What's up? <laughs> yeah, you got Canelo or Plant? Canelo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, He's I already one and oh, dude. Like. <laughs> I think before I, c- I would have been like, I don't know, Plant's so much bigger. But yeah. after Canelo's last fight, I was like, I don't think it matters. After yeah. that like, stare down shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 The way that he. That's actually a great question. We'll end it talking about that a little bit. Um, the way I, I like watched that like so many times. I know mm-hmm. it was just a goofy little, you know, they got into it at a stare down. But the way Canelo's body reacted mm-hmm. is like I'm like the, you don't get better than that. Yeah. Um, because he shoved Plant, and I mean at that point you know something's gonna go down because Plant's walking back up to him, mm-hmm. and then when Plant throws that hand, Canelo's body just like immediately yeah. was like nope, Reaction. and then he throws back a one two, and I'm like this guy's boxing is mm-hmm. in his brain his, yeah. he is boxing 100% of the time 24-7 even when he's not like that's what his brain is doing so whenever whenever Caleb Plant threw that I was like 
he's already out of the way before. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It yeah. just tripped me out. I was Caleb like, Caleb Plant was like, you know, he I got one on him. He got two on me, so I owe him one. I'm like, motherfucker, they didn't land. What do you mean? Because no. <laughs> like, it wasn't really like he threw a punch. It was like a slap. Yeah. He just like, yeah. it like rolled off of his head. And I was like, we fucking, who are you? Like, Neo? From- I, think, I think he made a shirt where it like shows his hand barely touching him. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. Like after that, right there, like I told Zach, I was like, Canelo's already won, dude. Like if anything, this is just this is just the rematch. Like, yeah. But young said. Yeah, I was like, man, like uh, I was like, but I don't see how Caleb Plant beats him after that because it's like you've already been. It's already shows that you're too slow for him. Who do you got? Uh, I don't like Canelo, so I'm gonna go for Plant. <laughs> <laughs> how come you don't like Canelo? I don't know. I guess. Like, did we know this about you? The fact that uh. Like, no one can't beat him right now, or, like, he's picking his opponents, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I was him, like, I would be picking, like, top dogs, you know? Like, yeah. I want to fight you for this well, or, like. Do you respect that he's going up in weight every time to do I respect it? that part, yeah. Or he could stay at one weight and, like, dominate that all the yeah, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm always for it when fighters do that, because mm-hmm. that, that's just cool to me. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, th- I I think it's fun. Yeah. Do you think um, he sees it as like he's planning on retiring soon, so he's just trying to make mm. things interesting? Yeah, make he has more money. he has too much money already, he so, so he's planning money. to retire probably with all these belts after this one, yeah. and then he's already creating his own promotions and going to have his own little group of fighters, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. I would fight for him though. I would <laughs> <definitely> fight for him. <laughs> I don't like him, but I fight for him. We'll, we'll make <laughs> sure he never hears this. <laughs> What's it called, um, dude? Uh, who is that? Have you ever like you know how like they have gold boy promotions? Mm-hmm. Like have you ever t- heard like the, heard the people talk about the, the recent thing has been um, like fighter pay right? Mm-hmm. And um, so like what's that? So Dana White and Oscar De La Hoya don't like each other. And Dana White was like, oh really? I want to talk about payouts. He's like, let me tell you all the fucking Golden Boy payouts. And he's like, there were sixteen fighters on that card. Total amount of payouts was thirty six thousand dollars. He's like, that means each fighter made two grand on that fight. And so, like, when it comes to Oscar De La Hoya, like, do you think that, or just, like, with the amount of money he revenue, like, he generates in, like, do you think that's, like, good or bad for a Gold Boy promotion fight? I think it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, he talked about, too, like, who was that? He had, like, Dana White even pointed out, he's like, Canelo Alvarez used to be signed to him. He got the fuck out of there whenever he found out mm-hmm. he wouldn't make any money with him. He's like, the only hope he has is Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is, like, he better hope that dude doesn't fucking leave, but... He's, he wants I think he wants to probably yeah. fuck Canelo he probably got a plan like he better retire so he wants to sign all these fighters you know yeah he's already in the same gym as him you know I'll see why not yeah yeah so you think Canelo will sign Ryan Garcia I think he would because they're already connected yeah, yeah. they're boys I, I just f- don't like Ryan Garcia yeah I'll f- I want to fight him you should I hope you do one day I, I please I think I can knock Put him down. off he got I, a chin check that too. chin that's what I was gonna say yeah, yeah. he, he I think I think all he's got for him at this point is his speed, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't. He's not active enough to really say otherwise. Yeah. So if he starts going and fighting people actually on his level or mm. fighting up, you know, something average. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's gonna look average. Are him and Inouye in the same weight class? Him who? Inouye. Noah Inouye. Uh, he's a Japanese that's, fighter. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. No, I well, think I think sure. Inouye's smaller. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Garcia is so small. That fight with Ryan Garcia was what's his name? Um, what's that Mexican dude called? His new fight coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has one set. Yeah, they, they're gonna have it set. I think. I forgot his name. The one he fought recently, 
he had like he had dyed hair and I forgot Just what his name. I don't know what his name is. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Ryan Garcia plays too much. Yeah, I just I can't I can't stand that. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed, one day <laughs> y'all, y'all fight. I would love nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll go ahead and call this one. It was good talking to you, man. It's good catching up. Yes, sir. What are we about to go do? I'm gonna go rest up and then go get ready to spar. Some sparring. Back Some to sparring. Work. Back to work. <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch you next time. Yes, sir.